welcome to the Compassionate Business Collective podcast. I'm your host, Alex Okal, registered associate nutritionist, compassionate business coach, and founder of the PCOS Collective and Weight Inclusive Training. Join me for open and honest conversations about building a business with impact that aligns with your values and doesn't burn you out. Let's get started. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Compassionate Business Collective podcast. I'm so excited to be back for episode three. I want to say a huge thank you for all the love and support from the last couple of episodes that I released last week. It has been so reassuring and nice to read all your messages saying that the conversations that I'm having are resonating with you. Um, So yeah, that just feels amazing and I just wanted to say thank you. It's obviously quite a vulnerable thing to be putting yourself out there on the internet talking about things like burnout and stress and anxiety and stopping kind of the mainstream way of doing things. So yeah, just wanted to say a huge thank you and I feel really, really good that this has resonated with so many of you um, and it just makes me want to keep talking. So in today's episode, I wanted to chat a little bit about what I would do if I was starting my business again. And this is something that I think is always a really interesting um, podcast episode or Instagram post or TikTok when someone makes this. I really, really enjoy looking at, you know, this sort of content when people kind of are reflecting back and thinking, if I knew what I know now, what would I do differently? I find it so fascinating. It's a really great way to learn from others, I think. Um, And yeah, so I've been doing a lot of reflecting lately because earlier this summer, um, in June time, myself and Shannon Weston, who is um, another nutritionist, um, we decided to launch a group program, which is called Build Your Business Summer School. Um, It's like a 10-week intensive for people hoping to start their own businesses um, in kind of the health, well-being, movement, all of that sort of space, Um, but not really sure where to begin or how they get their first clients and a bit confused maybe about all the legal side of things. So this is kind of our back to basics course and it's been so much fun to do. Um, it's been so rewarding. We have like a group of 25 um, students and then me and Shannon kind of leading um, the group through uh, 90 minute webinars every week. And it's just been such a lovely cohort of people who are asking, you know, really interesting questions and sparking some really interesting conversations. So it's been an absolute pleasure to teach. But when we were kind of coming up with what the modules were going to be, and then obviously writing the content and thinking about the webinar um, content, we both kind of went back and started thinking about us when we were in those people's position, when we were in our students' position. Um, So yeah, it gave me the opportunity to go back to think about when I started my business, everything I've learned over the last few years and what I would do differently if I was starting uh, again now. I really, really wanted to make sure I was including absolutely everything I would have wanted to know if I was starting my own business again now. And I've spent a lot of time figuring out what works and I've done a million and one different courses different group programs, worked with different coaches and I've picked up different things from each. There's been a couple which just felt like an 
absolute waste of money but the majority have taught me something which I am grateful for but I always kind of felt like they taught me a little bit but not everything um which makes sense you know that's not what they're there for but I felt like I had to kind of collect these courses to have the confidence or the strategies in place to be able to grow my business we quite often leave university or whatever course we're doing whether that's um you know a university course in something like nutrition or if we do a personal training course for example or acupuncture or anything like that where we're kind of hoping to go into being a service provider and you know maybe working in private practice or having our own business or being kind of freelance employed within someone else's clinic or um you know gym or whatever that kind of looks like we kind of often come out of these courses and qualifications obviously feeling very informed and equipped sometimes we know that there are glaring uh, kind of gaps in our knowledge and those are areas that we want to go and do further learning in you know other CPD and things like that for me um, because my course was very I did a nutrition master's and because it was very weight centric I knew I wanted to go and do some courses on intuitive eating and weight stigma and how weight bias shows up in our work and all of these different things but you know I felt like I had a good baseline knowledge but the one thing I really had absolutely zero knowledge of was running a business getting clients figuring out what I wanted that business to look like um and I just kind of felt a bit lost at the start um and I really was just kind of in the sort of place where I was expecting that if I just put out my services people would buy you know they'd sign up they'd want to work with me because they see that I have my qualification and that I'm excited and I feel like I can help and I really thought people would just come running and as you can imagine that is not how it turned out so in this episode I'm going to give you five of the kind of top things that I would do differently if I was starting my business now Hello, I'm interrupting myself and my wafflings to tell you all about how we can work together. So I currently have four spaces available for compassionate business coaching in August. And this is for you if you are feeling drawn to create a business that's inclusive, accessible and makes a difference. If you feel like you need more, some guidance and support to help you find and retain clients. If you want to speed up that learning curve, connect to a community that serves you and build a business that you love and you know hit revenue targets that reflect your energy that you're putting into the business so i can help you at any stage of your business with any challenges you may have i love starting building and growing businesses to create consistent income months and provide more inclusive and compassionate care using my slow business framework we will center your business on abundance transparency and inclusion creating a business you're excited about prioritizes your mental and physical health and allows you to fully support your clients all whilst building a business and life that you love. You really can have it all. So this package includes two 45-minute coaching calls every single month, one-to-one voice support uh, using Boxer Monday to Friday, a step-by-step plan file on Notion, which is my absolute favorite um, 
project management software and you get full access to my product suite so throughout our time together you receive complimentary access to any worksheets ebooks webinars or courses that I produce or host Uh, so yeah I would absolutely adore to have you jump on a call with me a 25 minute complimentary strategy call where we can work through an area of your business and then we can chat about how we can work together going forward so to access your complimentary call please head to alexocal.com and I cannot wait to hear from you thanks so much for listening so the first of my learnings has to be that I just wish I had slowed down at the start and taken some time to understand my own personal values and also what I wanted to get out of the business. I kind of started my Instagram account, which was the kind of first step, I suppose, of starting my business um, in, I can't remember exactly, but kind of October, November 2019 time, which was when I kind of started my nutrition master's. And I do think this is really valuable because I met quite a few people online who I would then, you know, meet in person and have kind of connections with. And that was, you know, amazing to be able to have these conversations with people who were maybe a few years ahead of me um, and also to kind of get a kind of get a start on social media and content creation, all of that side of things, which is obviously a massive learning curve. Um, So it's not that I don't feel like I should have done that. It's just more, I wish I had taken some time to slow down and think about what I really wanted from my business um, rather than kind of thinking, okay, I'm just going to post anything and everything and I'm just going to put myself out there. I kind of wish I just slowed down a bit and maybe spent a bit more time on the kind of inner work uh, part of starting a business, which is the why. You know, why am I doing this? Who, am I want, who do I want to do it for? Um, and then kind of thinking about who I am as a person and how my values can then be reflected within my business. And I do think that this sort of learning does come with age I don't think that necessarily when I was starting out in my master's I kind of had worked through some of this personal development stuff which I think I now have where I can kind of think more clearly about values but I kind of wish someone had said this to me at the start would kind of say slow down and have a think about who you are as a person and how you want that to reflect in your business and next time we meet I'm going to do an episode all about values and figuring out your own personal values and then how you can use those to guide your professional um, values as well and how it kind of reflects in your business Um, because I really do believe that that is the key to kind of having a business that feels really truly aligned to you and feels really good and feels like you are making positive change and feels like something that you wake up excited to do every day as if it feels aligned to you and that kind of starts for me with values work so I'm going to dedicate a whole episode uh, to that. The second thing I think that I would do differently would be to not look as much (laughs) at what everyone else is doing and that's really hard when you're just getting started in an industry, you know, especially when you're still learning, um, you know, you're still doing the course or the, you know, the um, qualification, you, you know, you want to look at what everyone else is doing who are maybe two, three, five, 10, 15 years ahead of you to see what you've got, you know, coming up <laughs> and th- see what, you know, you could be doing. And I don't think it necessarily means that you should put blinkers on and not look around because I think it's so valuable to learn from others and also to um, 
you know, see how you can use your qualification and your knowledge and your, you know, the really valuable skills that you're hoping to use with clients, how you, you know, see them in practice, almost see how other people are doing things. And it's also to be really nice um, kind of inspiration to think, you know, I'd love to work how that person works in private practice, for example, or I really like the way that they do workplace webinars. Like, how can I get into that? It's obviously great inspiration. But I also think there's a fine line between getting inspiration, you know, building connections, enjoying your time online, and also feeling very imposter syndrome-y. And I'm not sure how I feel about imposter syndrome, but I think we could all kind of resonate with that feeling or we kind of know what, what I'm talking about when I say imposter syndrome. And that feeling of, I shouldn't be here. They know so much more. How do they know so much about you know, whatever your kind of niche or area you're in. And then also how do they know how to get clients and how are they fully booked and how are they doing this full time? And it can soon, you know, very, very quickly turn into a comparison game, which I just don't think is very healthy for any of us. And it can feel really overwhelming and stressful seeing other people doing things at a different pace to you and feeling like you're not good enough or not keeping up. Um, with them so I think that that is something that I would definitely tell myself now and I think I would also kind of take that one step further and also say that it's also not just comparing yourself and kind of pulling yourself down but also not doing what everyone else is doing in terms of the way that they run their businesses And I felt quite stuck for a long time, feeling like I had to kind of copy the nutritionist blueprint, let's say that, of how people did sessions and how they sold packages and how they, um, how many minutes they did per session. And, you know, and it's, it's naivety of going into it and just thinking, well, you know, this person is who I want to be. So I'm just going to copy and paste their business model, basically. And obviously now I'm looking back thinking well we're all very different people and we work in very different ways and if that doesn't feel completely aligned to who I am and how I want to run my business then I don't have to do it in the same way and that doesn't mean that I'm going out rogue and doing completely random stuff it's more just I found a way that works for me in terms of the appointments that I offer and the times that I work I think I'm being quite vague but one of a kind of more concrete example of that is you know, I saw that nutritionists were working in the evenings because, you know, I think, okay, well, people want appointments in the evenings. I don't work well in the evening. I'm a morning person. I like to be at my desk by eight o'clock. That's my favorite time to get started with work because I like to finish early. I like to finish at three, four o'clock because it just works for my brain and my kind of just mental well-being. It's just what works for me. And it's always been this way with, um, university and things like that I'd always get to the library early for revising and then leave early because I just don't like the uh kind of that late afternoon is I just don't enjoy it and kind of eat working in the evenings and also you know my husband works a kind of conventional nine to five job so I wanted to spend time with him in the evening and also you know with other friends and things like that I you know I didn't want that but I felt like I had to do it because I thought well no one's going to want to work with me if I'm not doing evening appointments and I had this so you know strongly in my head that it was only when I just started thinking finally after kind of years of doing it I thought you know do I enjoy working in the evening and I was like well no 
but I felt like I had to to be able to be quote unquote successful even though I was actually sacrificing my mental and physical well-being for doing that when it didn't feel good to me um both you know not really aligning with um what I enjoy doing but also sacrificing social time and time for rest um because you know I'd be even though I'd be working the evenings I would still be getting up at the same time and getting started at the same time every day so I'd end up doing ridiculously long days just because I felt like I had to rather than actually building a like the whole point of having your own business is you can build it however you want to um so that was a big like light bulb moment which just seems so ridiculous now because it's so obvious it's like well if you don't want to work evenings don't work evenings it's your own business no one's making you um but I think sometimes we just have to hear it um a little bit differently to get our heads around it I think my third learning would be to be okay with change um and this is something that's come directly out of the build your business um course having conversations with some of the students um because I think when we get started we want we want black or white thinking we want clear cut we want tell me what to do and I'll do it because I want what you have (laughs) um and what I have learned from two plus years doing this is you have to be okay with change and you have to almost embrace it and you know you have to do those things you have to have trial and error basically is what I'm trying to say you know I've tried different things with my clients I've done power hours which I really enjoyed at the time and they were a great way to be able to reach a wider audience but I quickly got burnt out um, by doing them they were 90 minute sessions they were very intensive doing a few a day of those was absolutely exhausting um but it was a really valuable you know learning point for me and now I know that's not how I like to work I like to do shorter 45 minute or so appointments I find that I can be more present during them which therefore my client finds more valuable so we can but we can always change and we can always shake things up and that doesn't say that I'm never going to go back to doing those 90 minute intensives I might do do them but to do less of them and it's kind of being okay with that change and also knowing that we tend to move in seasons and cycles and sometimes something will feel really aligned and really good to us at one time and then it just suddenly won't and that's okay and that doesn't mean that it's failed or it hasn't worked or we're the problem it just means that right now that's not what we want to be doing and like I said it's our own business we can make these decisions ourselves um so yeah I would definitely say being okay with change is kind of key when you're starting a business Okay, my fourth is more practical. I feel like all the other stuff I was saying was more mindset (laughs) inspired. Um, But this one would be to build a funnel at the start and grow an email list. And I'm gonna go more in depth into funnels because I think that it's um, so fascinating and people find it quite complicated, even though it it really doesn't need to be complicated at all. Um, But basically a funnel is just a kind of marketing term for people you know entering your world and finding you and then leading them to a purchase Um, and that could be of your service it could be of an ebook it could be of a webinar it could be anything Um, and basically our aim is to you know get a decent amount of ideal clients so people who you really want to work with at the top of the funnel and then funnel them down into that uh, paid offer at the bottom and I think that I would start by making some sort of email funnel and it really doesn't have to be anything complicated but it would be something like offering a freebie um the one on pcos collective is 
a five-step guide to managing PCOS without restriction. It took me a few hours to uh, write and format on Canva. Then I set that up so people could download it. Then they got a little welcome email saying, thanks for downloading, here you go. And then over the next few days, I would just introduce myself and the PCOS Collective and kind of tell them what they can expect to see. And then I would say, you know, and if you wanna work with us one-to-one, here are your options. And that's a really nice way to build an email list, start nurturing people, allow them to get to know you a bit and to tell them what you offer. And then every week I send an email on PCOS Collective, um, a kind of newsletter style kind of gathering of everything that's gone on that week. So we have all our different articles, any podcasts I've been on, any eBooks that we're creating, any news, any community clinics we're doing. It's kind of all in that email. And building an email list and kind of having that touch point with people is so valuable to nurturing and you know eventually hopefully converting but also even if you don't convert you're still helping so many people by having these you know valuable pieces of content into their inbox every week so I think that would definitely be why I'd start by doing is just getting that email list going and to be fair I started pretty early with an email list but it was kind of more uh, I think I was just sending one like once a month, kind of just chatting too much about myself, <laughs> to be honest. Whereas people don't want that. They want to know how you can help them and they want valuable advice and education, which is, you know, completely understandable. Like when you think about how you use your inbox, you're not just using it just to keep up to date with what your what this person is doing within their day-to-day life. It's That's not very interesting for you. You know, we want to know if you're signing up for a PCOS-focused newsletter, you want to be getting valuable PCOS related advice um so I think yeah starting the email list a bit earlier on would be so valuable because you know an email list is something you own so even if something like Instagram or TikTok goes down or you get hacked and you lose all your followers you have that email list of you know nice warm leads you know people who have signed up you know very willingly given you their email um to keep in contact with them so yep email list would definitely be up there and then finally I would really be thinking about curating an online community by creating content that's really true to your values. So rather than engaging in the latest trends and I kind of want to say fads, to be honest, on social media particularly, um, and kind of just creating content to create content, taking a step back and thinking what sort of community do I want to build And how am I going to build that? So creating really valuable educational content, creating content that really resonates with people, having interesting conversations online, being a little bit vulnerable, showing a bit about yourself and about how, you know, your journey, why, why you're there, why you're online um, and focusing on building a community that brings you joy and isn't just for the numbers there's no point having 50,000 followers if no one's engaged, if no one's interested in what you're doing. It's just vanity metrics rather than I'd rather have 500 people who, you know, respond to my stories when I'm asking for advice or who I can provide educational content to and hopefully help in some way and, you know, truly connect with and then maybe work with them one-to-one or within a group program and see their progress and see how they develop and that sort of thing is interesting to me and exciting rather than just saying I have a certain amount of followers um, just to say it. So yeah, creating an online community that feels really aligned to you is 
would be my advice and you do that by creating content that will resonate with them and that feels good to you and also kind of thinking about growing that content in a nice gentle way so being consistent but not worrying that you have to post a you know ridiculous amount of times a day kind of just like leaning into what feels good becoming visible in ways that aren't too taxing so maybe trying to feature on a podcast once a month or creating your own podcast if that's something that you like doing or doing Instagram lives with other people but if this is draining your energy and it's not feeling good to you you're not going to show up in a way that's authentic so picking strategies for becoming more visible that feel really aligned and true to you and fill you up rather than deplete your energy is 100% the way to go so for me I love making podcasts I love being a podcast guest I find that really fun I like producing webinars for other people's groups. I really like doing that, but I do not like doing Instagram lives very much. And I would do the occasional few for people that I really, you know, like and respect and trust and want to work with. But I won't be doing them consistently just because I don't love jumping on Instagram live or Facebook live. And I've tried it and I've tried doing the consistent Facebook live thing. And I just don't vibe with it, to be honest. And that's okay. And I think that's what's fine. And that's part of what I was saying with um, lesson number three, which is being okay with change. And, you know, I've tried that, didn't like it so much. So I'm moving on and I'm trying something else. Um, So those are kind of my five tips. I hope that you found them interesting or something to think about. Um, They're just lessons that I've had. They're nothing concrete or backed by any other evidence apart from my own lived experience. But I just wanted to chat through them because it came to my mind um, a few, maybe a week or so ago when my business coach Holly was um, posting about um, her lessons that she had learned um, in business because it was her business uh, anniversary. And I just thought, I just love this sort of content. So I just wanted to kind of do my own, even though it's not actually my business um, birthday until (laughs) February. But I thought I would just wanted to check in now chat a bit about how what I've been learning over the last few years especially considering we have been creating summer school and kind of been been reflecting anyway I wanted to have this conversation so I hope you found it uh, useful if you do want to work with me or download my slow business framework which I would highly recommend doing because people have been giving it such amazing gorgeous feedback then please head to alexocal.com and you can find out all about the downloads, about how to book a free call with me. I'm doing 25 minute strategy calls at the moment. And then also how you can work with me in a one-to-one capacity. And I would absolutely love for you to reach out and we can have this conversation. Uh, So yeah, thank you so, so much for listening and I will catch up with you next time. 